Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight Podcast. I'm Joe, and today I'm being joined with Josh K. Yo, Joe, what's good, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, again, thanks for uh, joining me, bro, taking the time out of your day. Um, for those who don't kind of like already know who you are and like about you, just kind of let them know what you do. Yeah, for everybody that don't know me, I'm Josh K. Um, from Chicago, from the crib, um, singer-songwriter, uh, you know, I'm just out here assigned to the family and just out here doing my thing. And, like, what have you just kind of been up to lately? Like, what are some things that you've just been kind of working on? I know you, you teased the Deluxe album uh, for or Deluxe Project for Lover's Lane Act 3 yesterday on your gram. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, definitely working on a Deluxe for Lover's Lane Act 3. I think I'm going to add, uh, like, three more joints to that project. Uh, it's, been, it's been getting a lot of response. It's got, like, 1.8 million streams right now so that's yes that's really what i've been doing working on some new music so i mean let's just jump into uh lovers lane act three first um it's a project you just put out in august right yeah august so take it take us take the listeners and me kind of through like the whole kind of creative process of like day one or uh the earliest you can recall kind of working on this album and the start of it and to the point of releasing it I mean, yeah, really, when I when I start working on the project, you know, I never really know it's going to turn into a project. It kind of just kind of just happens. I just I get in the lab, you know, the studio, and I just start to create, you know, go through different, make different songs, I would say, and just go through them and see what I like and kind of just let it take take a shape by itself. You know, I just make make the songs until I feel like it's the vibe that I want, you know moving on to each song so if i start one i want the next vibe to carry to carry on to the, to the next vibe in itself that's what so that's my process yeah just making sure it kind of flows cohesively correct yeah and like how did you kind of like to now take it back like to the beginning like how did you kind of first jump into music man really just being at school basketball games just singing singing to the girls and stuff like that and they should be like girls always like it and then I kind of I got I, I when I graduated I kind of I went to school. Uh, school was really easy for me. I got good grades, so it's not like I was it was hard for me. It was just boring. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. So <laughs> I started to figure out what my interests were and just by trying different different shit. And I just went to my homie's career one day. He had a studio in his closet, made a song, and man, since then I just kind of fell in love with it. So, like, when you were first in high school and shit, and, like, you were singing to girls, and, like, you said the girls liked it, would people, like, like would guys in your high school, like, come up to you and try and, like, drag on you for doing that shit or not? I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't really, you know, you always gonna have a few haters, but they really couldn't say nothing. Like, if the if the, if the shorties is fucking with me, like, how you just hating at this point, you know, I don't care if <laughs> you feel yeah. me. Right, right, right. And, like, was it hard to, like, when you said you made that first song with your friend, like, a few years later or a couple years later, like, was it hard to kind of make that transition into, like, forming a music career and, like, paving a pathway for yourself? Yeah, it was definitely hard. I feel like, I mean, I feel like it was just, like, guys playing, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I come up in a hard background. Like, I didn't have a lot much growing up. Moved a bunch of times, lived in a hotel, all types of shit, you know, hard. Just typical, you know, story when you coming from the trenches, right? So, um... I end up like filing like for like section eight and shit. It's like a thing where public housing, where the government pays for public housing, and they end up giving it to me, which gave me the opportunity to 
moved to Chicago. So, you know, and that kind of like launched my music career. So if that would have never happened, you know, that would have, I would probably wouldn't be doing music. So, you know, to get on, to get on that list at such a young age, just kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And like, what were some of the like, um, first things like when you once you got like the housing like what were some of the first things you realized of like okay i need to like make these moves for my career and like have these benefits yeah well first you know your housing you got to have a job so i had to get a job i started working at adidas at first um and then i just didn't like working there <laughs> so then uh i started working at u-haul and then i was like cool this is cool nobody you know what i'm saying i don't see a lot of people I could work on beats I could you know listen to music and shit so it was cool and then from there I just got introduced to uh, my homie uh, Reno he just like was in like the clubs a lot like I just gotta get around and see like you know who are the people that's in the music that's what I'm into and, and just try to like navigate it and network with those people and I kind of I kind of got into the industry people just started seeing me around like this is a little dude cool he's swaggy and he just started taking a liking to me and it just kind of took off from there is that like the same spot? Like I heard in one of your old interviews, you had like the you had like your Chicago condo where you had like hella different people pulling up. Yeah, that's the condo. Yeah, I that's had. the spot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's get some stories. Like let's just jump everybody. into some stories about that. Yeah, everybody came through there, man. Like Murder Beast was through there early. Like me and Murder was cool, and we kind of fell out. But I ain't talked to him in a while. But it's all love. But Murder Beast was through there. Young Chop used to come record there. Johnny May Cash would come there. C Sick been through there. May Beast through there. Dreezy been over there, like, man, bro. <laughs> so many people came through that condo, bro. Like, it's it was it's crazy. It's iconic. I kind of want to go back and buy that condo. I'm not even gonna tell nobody the address because somebody gonna buy it one. Yeah, I mean, don't expose the the, the address for sure. <laughs> That's not gonna help you uh, trying to like, secure the spot. But like right, when you no. were when you were going when you were having that go on and like you were just like having like one person after another. Like you said, King King Louis was there too at one point, right? Yeah, King Louis was in there too, and he shot a shot a music video there. My homie Louis B. Like, like I say, like a lot of Chicago stunt Taylor, bro. Like a lot of Chicago came through that spot, and I didn't realize it. What I was. You know what I what I was around at that time. It's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So many people came through there. Yeah, and like just for the listeners, like give a year, like give the context of like when this is. It's like 2014, 2015, like yeah. yeah so that, you've been you've been making like you've been on your career for like ten years now. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, like ten years. What are what are some lessons like in year ten that you that you've picked up on that like in year nine that have that like you wouldn't have imagined kind of like learning kind of in the beginning man i would say like you gotta just like let not be patient it's not the word patience you gotta just gotta let that shit take its course you know what i'm saying like whichever way it goes you if it goes right you can't try to turn it left you know what i'm saying you gotta just go right with it if it goes straight and you gotta go straight if it goes up it goes up if it goes down a little bit yeah go down. like you gotta just follow the course and and just you know what I'm saying, and if you work hard while you follow that course. Um, but no, I mean that's that's fair as hell. And like I don't know, I mean again, like you were talking about Lewis B was in the crib and like he was on uh Lovers Lane Act Three and it's like I feel like some of those relationships you probably still have today from like your early days. Yeah, no, for sure. Majority of them I do, you know, just a couple, like I say. Besides the joint the relationship between me and murder, everything else is cool, everybody. Yeah, I mean that that's dope, bro. I mean, um, what are some what are some things for like that people can expect kind of from the the new music that you said you were working on like at the top of the interview, um, that you plan on dropping soon? Man, just doper shit, bro. Honestly, like I'm not gonna 
like it's gonna get better and better and better. Like I kind of found my my niche, I found my process. So it's just gonna get better and better. Every every song's gonna be better than the next. Every project's gonna be better than the next. Cause I've been doing it for so long, you know what I'm saying. I didn't just catch a one hit, and now I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying. I had to, my my route was different. I had to find my process. So like now I'm so seasoned, I can do this shit a hundred times in my sleep. Yeah, I almost feel like with artists too, like having that experience, it's like you can almost compare with anybody because it's like you've probably punched in on like thousands and thousands of songs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you've done in hundreds and hundreds of sessions. So it's like, you know, it's like if I, if I was gonna go. If I was going to partner with a major right now, right, they wouldn't have any risk with me because I'm going to just keep producing. You know, if they get a new artist, they're like, I don't. And when the artist sign a new artist, they're like, sorry, when labels sign a new artist, they're like, well, we don't know if this artist is going to be able to keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? They're taking a risk. But me, I would say there's no risk. Right. And, like, you're you're on a label, right? Yeah. I'm signed to the family, which is fabulous label. Right. And, like, what? how did that come about for you? And, like, how long have you been signed? Uh, really just built a relationship with Fab over the years. Um, I just signed to Fab in 2000, 2020. Oh, okay. So about a year ago. Yeah, like a year ago. Yeah, because you, you've got like songs on like both, like you, he's got songs with you and you've got songs with him. So, um, you know, like how, how did that relationship kind of first come about for you? Man, really, I just, uh, I ended up hitting Fab on like IG, like right when IG, uh, YG was first starting to get popular. Um, a lot of people, you know, it was, was all starting to figure out. I just took out the opportunity, like, man, this is just access to people that I want to work with one day. So I started sending, you know, people, artists that I looked up to and admired, you know, like, started hit, reaching out to them. And Fab was one of the artists that actually, like, gave me a shot and reached back. Yeah, and, like, when was this, like, year-wise again? Like, you said 2016? Oh, uh, yeah, that was, like, 2015. 15, 2014 when Fab, when, when I first linked with Fab. So I've known Fab for like four years. Yeah. Prior to Fab. Yeah, so you've known him for a minute. Like, um, I mean, how has it been just having his like support too, like for the last like five, six years? And then obviously like you're on his label. Like what has it been yeah. like kind of being like friends then now going into his label? Yeah, I mean, Fab a goat, man. It's just like, it's just like having... A, you know, a LeBron on your team be like cool you know what I'm saying but like in a sense where like I'm a rookie coming into the game but I got drafted by the Lakers you know what I'm saying so I'm on the same team with LeBron so it's like I get to get advice not only from like my managers which is like my coach but I also get advice from a star player you know what I'm saying like imagine if Kobe Bryant would have got drafted to the Bulls and you know what I'm saying he was uh, he was able to come up under Phil Jackson but also come up under Michael Jordan that's kind of how I feel in a sense you know what I'm saying like you got a dope coach and you got a dope star player to, to help you navigate. Yeah, no, totally, man. And you're also, you do songwriting too, right? Yeah, I wrote, uh, I wrote some joints for a bunch of indie artists. I wrote some joint. I wrote not some joints. I wrote a joint that featured Chris Brown, Tiana Taylor, uh, wrote some pop joints. Yeah, I do a lot of writing too, so. How did how did you kind of stumble into songwriting? I mean, obviously, I'd assume it branched off of uh, you being an R and B artist, or yeah, just, R and B artist. Just being able to make so many songs, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, I, when I make when I'm making a project, I might make a bunch of songs, and then I just kind of I just pick the songs that best cohesively fit together. So I don't like revisiting songs, so we didn't. I would just send out the songs that I, you know, that I felt like 
they were still good. We just didn't fit the the uh, the project that I was making at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, how so, did, how did the opportunity come about to write for Chris Brown? Uh, that came through Los actually. Uh, Fab uh, Fab put the opportunity together for me. So, like I say, that's why I'm grateful for being signed to the family. You know what I'm saying? Grateful to be a part of the situation because bro always giving me looks. Right, and like, were you able to uh, make that work in Chicago, or was that something that you had to fly out to LA to him to do, or how they go, like, kind of all go down? Yeah, no, I was in a shot. You know, we just, like I said, me and Fab have a tight relationship, so we kind of just send stuff back and forth. Yeah, and we sending the joints back and forth. That's super dope, and like, I know, um, obviously, I heard that record. I heard that record before, like the whole world heard it. You know what I'm saying? I was super excited when he sent it back to me, and I heard the vocals. I was like, yo. This is Chris, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know it was going to be Chris at the time. I just knew that uh, I wrote it, and then we both decided that, cool, let's do something with it. He's like, all right, I, I got to play on it. You know what I'm saying? And then it ended up being Chris. So when he sent it back to me, I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. And like, so I, I heard it way before it came out. It was crazy. Mm, yeah, and, like, what's that kind of like as a songwriter? Um, it's It's kind of different for all the different roles in the industry. Like, if you're a producer and, like, huge artist gets on your beat it's like you know it's a feeling but like when you're kind of writing the melodies that like you know the artist is famous for hitting like what is it what is that kind of like it's cool you know what i'm saying because i like making music all around here bro like making music is like a dope career to have i'm blessed to have this career but it's just like dope whether i'm singing it or somebody else is singing it if it's a dope song it's just it's dope you know and if it's somebody of status of chris or in that realm of him it's like it makes you just even more sweeter you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like i don't know like it's it's cool talking to songwriters um and like i guess it's not really ghostwriting if you're if you're like maybe you can clear like care to specify like what you would say the difference is in just being a songwriter and a ghostwriter i mean i, I kind of like like ghostwriting is like it still exists to this day but it's like now it's I don't know. It's, it's like kind of different with R and B. Like R and B's always been that way. Like R and B has always had songwriters. Like Michael Jackson didn't write all his songs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's that's always it's always existed in the R and B world. So it's never considered a thing. I think ghostwriting kind of came into about where where it, when it kind of fed into hip hop, it kind of was saying on ghostwriting. That's different with R and B and rap. That's the difference. Yeah, and I feel like it's different, too, like, depending on where you are. Because, like, in the West Coast, like, writing rooms and writing sessions are, like, the bee's fucking knees, you know? And, like, those are very, very popular, like, as much as, like, you know, out here in Chicago where it's, like, you go to the studio, like, chances are, like, people are working on, like, their original music in there um, with their own, like, people, you know? Like, they don't really have, like, writers and stuff. But, it's like, I feel like it's just, like, a tool that makes music better, you know? And, like adds quality to your stuff yeah uh, i mean i feel like nowadays you kind of got it you got to get into a camp because you know these songs that are coming out are being made by camps you know what i'm saying so it's like to compete you, you damn near have to have a camp you because it's it's like right now with the nba back in the day with the nba there weren't a lot of star players on one team you know what i'm saying it's kind of spaced out but then when you get the you get a mega team, it's like you gotta get you have to create another mega team to be able to compete, you know? Yeah. That's no, kind that's of a good way it. to put it. He said NBA yeah. super teams. Like, yeah. So it's like you got you got Dame Lillard, right? Which he's super cold on on Portland, but he's not gonna stand a chance against the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. he has to go get with some other people 
that's what I mean in a sense. No, definitely. Because it's like, it, again, it just, like I said earlier, it just enhances the, the quality of the music. It's just another it's, two or one opinions on, like, the bars or in the lyrics, you know, and, like, the melody. Like, that's important shit, you know? Sure, like, it makes it, yes, it makes it more exciting all the way around. Um, and you also, you've been running a studio out here, right? Yeah, I got a studio called The Spaceship Chicago. So tell listeners a little bit about that, um, when you kind of thought about opening a studio and like, again, kind of like the beginning process of like, shit, yeah, this idea of owning my own studio would be raw. You know, I originally, I originally started it with my homie, his name was Terrell. I feel like I say, we kind of just woke up one day and was like, man, let's just do a studio. It's kind of like a, like a thought, like, you know, just randomly like, cool, let's do a studio. And then he was like, all right, cool, let's do it. So then we actually did it. And that's kind of kind of how it happened and then you know when we, when we did it the studio had a different name and then like the city kind of just named it itself it just and it just grew from there so like, yeah you you like you didn't even really name it yourself like it just kind of happened spontaneously yeah, every, you know, everyone would just walk in and be like man this bitch like the spaceship <laughs> so i was like hey that's the name of the studio then well, that's easy enough yeah it's kind of like wild no one took that before but um you were telling me you have another one going up in Arizona. You started breaking ground on that. Yeah, that one just opened actually. Oh, yeah. so it's open all the way. Okay. Yeah, so it's open. Why Arizona? Like, what led you to go to Arizona for the second? Because man, there's so many many artists out there, bro. But they don't have like you know, there's not there's there's a lot of studios out there. There's a lot of like you know, uh, spaces, but there's not a lot of, like dope spaces. So I wanted to give them the opportunity to have something dope there. You know, I went out there to record a couple of times. I'm like. Man, it'd be dope to just, you know, look out for artists out there. You know, if I like it here, like, why not put one? No, that's hard. Okay, so you, so you, it's not like, it wasn't just, like, some random, like, hey, bro, you should put one out here. You you had, like, the actual, like, feet on the ground out there and yeah, like, some studios out there, and you know, stuff in the there, industry. Out there, I was like, man, like, where can I go record, you know what I'm saying? And there weren't a lot of spots, you know, and with those spots, I kind of wanted to go to that far, so I was like, man, I'm like, man, I know I'm not the only person that's out here or comes out here and feels that way. Yeah, no. So, okay, that's dope. And, like, what um, what even got you out to Arizona in the first place? Like, you were just linking with, some like, some homies? Like I said, I had some homies out there, and I went out to record, and I was just like, man, there's, there's not a lot of dope spots to record it. I'm like, man, so I'm like, I know I'm not the only artist that's out feeling that way. So then... Uh, I had a homie, my, my homie, uh, Upscale Sean is out there, and I was just like, uh, let's put one out here. And he was like, cool, do And it's kind of like how how it goes, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to think about it too much. I mean, when it gets to the business side, I like to think about that, you know, and make sure that all my business is going to correct me. But when it comes to ideas and stuff, it kind of, like, the best ideas kind of just randomly happen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, totally. And, like, sometimes shit in life is spontaneous, you know? Yep. Um, when, like, I mean, not when, but do you feel like you, um, leave Chicago for a lot of things? Cause I heard in an interview, you were talking about Los Angeles and you had like things to say about in terms of like, you can kind of accomplish what you need to in LA and Chicago. Yeah, you can. You just gotta like, you gotta understand like all, all opportunity isn't going to come knock on your doorstep. So you're going to have, you're going to have to get out there and go to different places you don't have to go to la go to atlanta go to new york but you it's okay you, you don't have to live there for good you just gotta just tap in you gotta invest into your career you gotta move around you, okay going to la for a week with intentions to try to network and 
and, and you know, link with people. That's that's you gotta take that serious. You know, you don't have to necessarily live there. Living there makes it easier because you're there every day, but it's not impossible to do it without living there. Right, and like, what in your like career? Where have been some of the places you've like enjoyed kind of going to the most? Um, I would say just like on some work work type thing or just going to period work work type shit but period too in the same essence of like yeah i'm here for work but like when i'm not working i love it here type shit man honestly i haven't i haven't felt that way by the place yet that's why i'm having like i don't know where i want to buy a house that yet because i gotta no i haven't felt that way besides the shy like it's, it's home but um i'm kind of like trying to find out where i feel that way yet, but when I went to LA, it was it was cool. Like, I got locked in with a lot of dope people there, caught some vibes. And then also when I went to Atlanta, like you know, I, I caught some vibes. That's why I first met Dirk. How did you first uh, meet him? I met him at Chop's crib. I was living at Chop's crib. Oh, you know, like really? I, yeah, I was living at Chop's crib for like three months, and then just uh, Dirk ended up signing through one day. I mean, I just I didn't like have a conversation with him or nothing like that, but it was just like, oh, what's up? Oh, okay. And then I think from there I ended up going to like his uh his cousin's crib and I um was working over there with Johnny May Cash on some records and then I just kinda was just listening to music and stuff like that. So, so what was it what was kinda your life like um at the time when you were living with young Chop? Shit, it was hard. <laughs> I was like I ain't have a job or shit, none of that. It was it was hectic. I was kind of, I was living in his basement. I had a uh, mattress. Damn. So yeah, you were just on your, you were just on a grind looking for opportunities type of thing. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's it obviously worked out well for you today, um, because you've been able to go on and have your career and meet people and put out good songs with big artists. Yeah. Um, another one too that I wanted to ask you, like, did you did you know Juice at all and uh, or Bibby? No, I I don't know Juice or Bivy at all. Was he just an artist that you found like particularly, um, like you were kind of like fond of in a little bit in a way? Because I saw you had a post of uh, like one of his interviews on your Instagram, like a like a little bit down, like on your feed. You know, I was actually in the studio during that interview. That's why I posted it. If you look to the like, I'm in the I'm in the back, sitting in the back with like a Gucci hat and some sunglasses on. Okay. So I. Saw they're like you know basically saying like man you just never know you know in that moment when you're living something you never know that moment's going to be a moment you know that's some you know i was in around a, a, a goat you know what i'm saying and just in the in the radio station i probably too it was me him hot rod bibby and his and one of his girls at the time so he had he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't officially like juice juice that he was catching a wave he was buzzing he wasn't a, he wasn't a megastar yet and it's like when I posted, that, I was just like, damn, I was around him at the time. Didn't even know who he, who he's going to be, you know? What was it kind of like when you didn't know, like, at that very moment? Like, you didn't know who he was going to be, and then, like, seven or eight months, however many, whatever the time frame was later, he started to turn into, like, what he became. Yeah, like I said, I didn't, I didn't never, I never knew him personally, but I could tell, like, because the interaction I had with him was genuine because he wasn't who he was yet at that time. Right. So... So move fast forward to when he became who he was, 
he still acted the same way as when I met him. And when I watched other interviews or seen him on stage, he was acting the same exact way. Genuine person. That's dope, man. It's cool you at least got like a chance to meet him too. Right. That's, um, that's why I'm supposed to do. I got a chance to meet him. He was kid was great. I was kid was gonna be a goat for sure. Yeah. No, nah, for real. Um, what advice would you give to people? Like, obviously, other than like popping out, um, because that was like a big thing you mentioned earlier in the interview. But what advice would you give to people listening, um, who are trying to like make a web of connections in, in the city of Chicago? Man, you guys are huge time, man. You're gonna get curved a lot. You're gonna get told no a lot. You know what I'm saying? You guys just keep shooting at the rim. Eventually, a shot will go in. You know what I'm saying? You gotta just keep trying. Like, keep trying. No, I, I, I totally get it. To this it. day, I still keep, I, I'm, I'm still like that. You know, I have songs with big people, but there's still people that I want to work with that don't see me in their, as their equal yet. But I'm, I'm, I'm humble enough to still reach out to those people. Like, I want to work with Team. I want to work with Herb. I want to work with Dirk. You know what I'm saying? And eventually one day it's going to happen. Yeah, and, like, I think just staying persistent is, like, a huge thing. Uh with any artist, you know, no matter the level, is like you gotta, you gotta really want it, you know. And like, it seems like you've like over the years, bro. Like you've been able, you've been put, you've had a lot of shit. You've had to like navigate, and you've been able to like get through it every each and every time, and like put out really fire music and almost convey it in the songs. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, you guys, you gotta, you gotta just gotta say keep keep persistent, but keep working hard. Same time, like I'm always in the studio, but I'm also always also doing other things you know, to live my life too. Yeah, no. And like what that's kind of a good transition too of like what do you do like when you're not in the studio and you're not um you know, I'll just kinda of making moves and, and having a to make play like just what are you on? You know, like what are kind of some hobbies and some things you like to do? Like you into fashion, sports, stuff like that. I like buildings building shit. I like architects like 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 cribs and shit. I'm into that like you know what I'm saying? Dope cribs and how how you can like make cribs look dope. Um, I play Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, I'm into like cars and stuff like that. So yeah, just just regular shit. You know what I'm saying? Besides music, I'm just you know what I'm saying. It's really that's what I'm into. Well, you made the Dame reference, and like that wasn't a that reference wasn't a I don't watch basketball reference. That, no, yeah. that was a I watch basketball reference, which I'm sure we could probably hit it off on too. Um, yeah. You a Bulls right. fan? No, for sure. So how are you feeling? I mean, they they just revamped their whole team, obviously, and like you, are you stoked about the season or what's up? Yeah, I'm excited to go like catch a game now. You know, before I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, man. Now you know, I'm kind of excited. They got me excited to want to go see, you know, catch a game, get back in that, get back into the back into basketball more. You know? Yeah, it's my favorite sport. Like I've always like I grew up playing basketball. I've always loved the NBA. So I was like, I'm from Boston, so like I've kind of been spoiled. Like <laughs> I've had Brady and like just a ton of winning in like my lifetime with my professional teams. But um, like I don't know, it's it's cool to see like the Bulls actually have a team this year because like they could really be a problem. Like I honestly think the Bulls could go win like a lot of games this year. Yeah, I feel like the Bulls are getting to the point where. They're like in a good, like a very, very good building stage. They're not, they're not in the beginning of the building stage. They're like in the middle, you know. And I feel like the next step is going to be championship time. Right, because it's like I don't know, like 
the like three years that I was here that like they weren't good. It's like I feel like you guys always were just trying to develop players, and like the players you were trying to develop were just not worth the time to develop. So it's like y'all needed to just do some drastic shaking up, and that is exactly like what happened. And it's like I don't know. Um, you also talk about architecture too. That's dope. We haven't had someone come on the show and say they do architecture. So like. When you say architecture, do you mean like I fuck with real estate, or do you do you watch like? No, I like I like dope ass cribs. You know, like cribs can be like uniquely designed and shit. Like yeah, dope cribs. Like it might be like I don't know. You walk in, it's marble floors, black cabinets, and a glass stairwell. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. cold. Like I like, but then you can go to a crib is in the mountain somewhere. It's built inside. You know what I'm saying? Like different type of cribs is kind of what I'm into. So you 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 could be picture like I could picture you watching like Architectural Digest. Like you know what that is on YouTube. No, I never watched it. Yeah, so they're like tours of like people's cribs, or like you know, like big ass celebrities' cribs, and it's like, of course, their cribs are different. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be a link. Oh, I do something. Yeah, I, I'll I'll text you the. Um, they page. definitely sound like something I'll watch. For yeah, sure. like I when I put on like I was in a kick this summer, bro. Of, like funny enough of get like watching like tours of like different apartments, different cribs, and like different spots. You know. Um, cause real estate YouTube is different. Like when that shit's taken seriously with like the filming and like a grade filming and drone shots of the spots, like, man, like you just see some different stuff. So and I've um, been to, I've seen, I've seen like some of these dope cribs in person throughout my career. I was blessed enough to be in situations. Like I was, I've seen like Omarion's old crib was in Malibu. I've seen it before. It was like stupid, bro. It was like, a, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like so far in the mountains, like if you didn't have Wi Fi, you didn't have no cell phone, you had no service. Like so one moment the clouds would come and it would just be cloudy and then the next moment the clouds would go away and you'd see nothing but mountains and the ocean. It was crazy. Yeah, that's wild. So that's when I started wild. seeing after that, you know, I started seeing shit like that, like seeing some of these cribs and I'm like, bro, that's kinda when I got into it, like, man, people are living like this. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like and you you mentioned too, like you're you don't know where you'd want to buy a home yet. No, I want to find a spot that's like, like I say, that's like, I'm like, dope, I can wake up here every day. Yeah. Happy. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you'll find it eventually. Um, yeah. Go out to the East Coast, bro. Try like Maine. Try something low-key. I feel like, I know it sounds whack as shit, but like, bro, if you like water, like oceanic vibes, like, nah, you don't, you don't understand. Like, it's peaceful as hell. Like, really, really peaceful. Um I know it's like a ton, it's a totally different world in Chicago, but it's like it's nice as fuck, and you're close That's to New right. York. I think that YouTube Digest gonna help me out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, man. Yeah, no, that's gonna be different. Like I'm telling you, you're gonna see different different cribs with that. Um, are you into like fashion at all and like streetwear, like stuff like that? Oh yeah, de- definitely in the fashion. You already know I'm signed to a fashion icon. I gotta be in. Fashion. Yeah. So. I feel like I can make anything look dope. So what are some, like, what would be some fashion tips you'd give out there to some people? Man, um, fashion tips. I don't know, bro. I don't know if you can give. It's kind of hard to give fashion tips. It's like, either you got it or you don't. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you said, look at my Instagram. I, There's my like, fashion tip. Yeah, like. Oh, man. <laughs> I get it, though. But, like, it's different okay, with clothes okay, so than one tip, shoes. One tip, bro. If all else fails, just wear some Air Force Ones. There you Go go. Top Air Force One. Yeah, he said stains, originals. Um, 
No, that's funny, man. I just did a. But yeah, bro. I gotta um. I gotta walk into this. I forgot. I just got to the station. I gotta walk in right now, bro. Okay. Yeah. Hey, real quick, bro. Just uh, plug your social medias and everything like that, so people know where to follow you, like the studio and everything. So yo, yo, it's your boy Josh K. I was just locked in with Joe. Make sure you follow me at the single Josh K on all platforms. Make sure you check me out on Spotify and all DSP at Josh K. Hey, Joe. I appreciate you, bro. All right, man. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Have a good one. You too. There you go. Um, he just had to walk into his uh, radio station. So you guys just saw that uh, goodbye <laughs> in the middle of the episode. But this was another episode of the Culture Captures Spotlight Podcast. If you made it to this point and if you make it to the point at the end of any of the episodes in this show, I'd like to thank you for constantly listening and supporting us. Um Leave a review if you haven't already. It helps the show grow um, on these platforms. And we're going to need your guys' help, the listeners' help, to really uh, grow and, and gain a following with the show. Um, so, yeah, that, that was it for this episode, guys. Um, thank you again for listening. And we'll be back again next week with another episode.